All right, everything, everything seems to be working. Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Hey, Miami. Thank you for joining me. How are you? If there's a little bit of an echo in today's recording, just know that I am currently in the uh, cement floor of what used to be the Miami Comedy Studio. This thing was full of water. Apparently, there was a leak on the side because this goes directly outside. Like if, if the if like the uh, Kool Aid guy were to bust through here, he would have been right there on the street. It's right outside. There's a leak in every corner here, right? And the leak is so small, but over time it started seeping in and it just made a whole bunch of dead wood. So apparently the floorboard started sinking in and then I knew it was time to start a brand new uh, studio. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and be a handyman and do it myself because I'm not gonna go out like no punk, right? I'm not gonna hire anybody. Well, some guy told me, hey, why don't you go to Home Depot and hire a handyman. How does that work? Is that is that a real thing? Um, I'm not sure. I've never seen. They say they stand outside of Home Depot. I've never seen that. Are they like prostitutes or something? Um, is it illegal to hire them? You know what I mean? Is it illegal to kind of like wave them down? Do you have to ask them for papers? All right. It kind of feels weird to go to a Home Depot specifically to get somebody that's standing outside of the place. Like, hey, yeah. Uh, are you hand? No, it's the other way around. They walk up to your car and be like, hey, pussy boy, looks like you need a handyman to get the job done. <laughs> Is that how it works? They wear like flamboyant, uh, uh, like vests, right? Neon yellow. And they've got like high heeled boots on. Hey there, boy, looks like you need a big, strong man to get something done in your house. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's in Spanish. Hola, mijo. Necesita un hombre bien fuerte para hacerte algo en la casa. <laughs> yes, come on in. I got cash. <laughs> How much is it to remove floorboards? <laughs> oh, hey, we got a joke already right off the bat. Hold on, let me record this before it's too late. Uh, yeah, man, I got I got to get used. I got to get used to this streaming world, man. I'm not. I'm not. I've been streaming a long time. All right, but I, what's up, Milena? I've been streaming a long time, but I haven't gotten used to it yet. There's just so many functionalities that uh, I got to do. Like, all right, I got to make sure I'm on Instagram, right? Then I got to make sure I'm on Facebook. Then I got to go on YouTube, and then I got to get the chat up. It's just so many things. Uh, and I go online, and I see some people, and they're streaming, and... Uh, they do it so easily. Hell, they don't even touch a computer. They're just, I, there's this guy from like Cuba or something. And he's just there sitting on a couch and he's just talking to the camera and he goes live three times a day. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, how does this guy do it? How does this guy? And it's every five times, five times a week. The Cuban dude, I think he's like from Homestead or something. And he just goes live three times, Monday through Friday, like a full-time job. He wakes up at 8.30 in the morning he does a 1 p.m. lunch show and then a 5.30 nighttime show. And I'm looking at this guy like, that is awesome. For, for somebody to go live all the time, at, you know, and he's got a bunch of, like, Cuban old ladies, you know, calling in and singing karaoke. Oh, I want to go down canción de mis tiempos. So for me, uh, you know, when I try to go live, it's like, oh, don't forget YouTube. Hold on, let me log in. <laughs> so it stalls the whole process. 
I just recently got into Twitch. I started I started a, a profile there. So now I'm going to get like teenage kids. And, you know, God forbid, you know, Chris Hansen is going to come out. It's like, hey, what are you doing, man? Are you, uh, are you live streaming into a platform where there's 13-year-old boys? What are you up to? <laughs> you're not gaming. You're, you're up there talking about your dick, aren't you? <laughs> just imagine I get cracked down on a live stream. Oh, my God, guys, Chris Hansen. Yeah, so anyways, uh, I'm here renovating uh, my studio. For those that are tuning in, what up, Dean? Uh, Rivera, welcome. For those that are tuning in, I'm renovating the studio, and uh, you need the right tools, right? So I'm going to give you guys, if you guys ever need to, uh, to break down some floorboards, this right here, this tool right here is the AK-47 of floor demolition. Oh, man. I, I was out here using a saw. I was out here using a hatchet. I was out here using hammers and a chisel. But then I went to Home Depot. Didn't see any construction workers outside. But when I went inside, I looked for this. And this thing right here, I am tearing up these floorboards. I didn't even know I was that strong. Well, you don't really need a lot of strength because when you've got the lever all the way up here, you just, oh, you feel like the Incredible Hulk. So, yeah, I'm halfway through. I'm almost done, but I also got to paint the walls. I then got to, like, uh, you know, I don't know, sand some shit to make it look smoother. I want to get, like, some of those, uh, you know, foam things all over the place so I can sound crisp, right? Because this echo thing is going to be... Apparent if I don't get uh, some sort of uh, insulation for the, or what do they call it, acoustic pads. Teach me how to change a sink knob. Bro, you know what, Milena? One thing I've learned about being a handyman for the last 48 hours, <laughs> for the last two days being a handyman, I've realized that uh, all, the hard part is getting started. Like you just go on YouTube, you look up a video, you learn the video, you do it. And then by the time you're done, you're like, I don't even know why this took me so long. Because when I was telling, I thought this job right here of, fi- of taking out the floorboards, I thought this was going to take me uh, next year. Like, I thought I was going to be like 2022 and I'm still like working on this. I'm already halfway through it. It's only been three days. Oh, shit. You know, so just get started. Believe me when I tell you, uh, it's going to be a lot faster than you think. So uh, the studio, the, the house it's attached to, I am now owning, right? Not, not to brag, but I was patient enough not to be uh, succumb to the, you know, Miami housing and going out there and getting, you know, an apartment like how I used to do back in the day, getting a South Beach place. Now I own the house where the garage is, so I'm good to go. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Uh, what do you guys prefer? Because I've been both a renter and an owner, and I gotta admit, they both suck. <laughs> Bro, renting sucks, and owning sucks, unless you actually have the whole thing paid off. If you got a mortgage, you're gonna be walking around that house in debt. And then, you know, you, you, you go, you use the stove, and you're like, this isn't really my stove, but I'm using it, right? You go in your backyard, you're like, this is a wonderful garden, but is it really mine? You can just feel the bankers looking down at you from the sky. It's like, I hope you're enjoying that house, boy, because you owe us $400,000. Even Uncle Sam has his eye on you. 
Oh, nice property you've got there. Uh, I hope it goes up in value so we could put you on the tax brackets. Oh, but then again, also the downside is renting sucks too. Because renting, it, I, when I was renting my uh, bachelor pad in Miami Beach, it actually felt exactly wine poppy. It's a double-edged sword. Whether you rent or you get yourself a mortgage or whatever, you know, FDA, whatever that thing is, uh, it sucks, right? So uh, I got to admit, man, I just think that the homeless people got it right because they don't got to worry about either one. They build their uh, adobe somewhere and then they, uh, they live comfortably, you know, in a place like Brickle. Be like, shit, I live, where, where do you live? I live in Brickle, but they won't tell you it's in a tent, but they live in Brickle, right? You could flex. <laughs> That's the thing, man. When, when I was looking up Miami housing, I was considering different areas. Well, what areas do you guys prefer? Melena says, if you buy, you pay to rent. If you rent, you rent to travel. I guess. I guess, but uh, I like Coral Gables. I live in Doral. Doral is nice because all the properties are going up. But uh, Coral Gables, I really enjoy because it's got a nice balance of, uh, you know, homeless and wealthy, right? So it's like a perfect, <laughs> like you go to Coral Gables and, you know, you can go buy art in a gallery in Miracle Mile and then, uh, you know, you come across a, a homeless person, right? And they're always friendly. Like Coral Gables, homeless people, for some reason, they're always friendly. And then, you know, you can go to a steakhouse. And then in front of the steakhouse is going to be a homeless guy. So then you got like that nice balance of, you know, tax brackets. Brickle, there's too many rich people and not enough homeless people. So you know what I mean? The homeless people hang out in front of the trains. The rich people hang out in, in, in those penthouses and suites. It just doesn't seem balanced. Winwood is the other way around. Winwood is like more homeless people and less rich people. But, you know, soon the rich people are going to take over. But for now, the homeless people still have the majority of the territory of Winwood because uh, the homeless, you know, in Brickle, in Brickle, they would look at the homeless people and be like, get a job. In Winwood, the homeless people look at the, at the rich people and be like, enjoy some freedom. <laughs> Quit your job. <laughs> but Coral Gables has that nice balance. I mean, what, what, what areas do you guys prefer to live in? Um, crackheads, for me, I think, you know, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I don't remember. But for me, I have an affinity for uh, crackheads. Like, whenever I see a crackhead in the streets of Miami, I actually, uh, I actually, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I enjoy people watching crackheads because they're like, I don't know. They look like they were pulled out of a bugs and Daffy cartoon. Like they just pull them out. They're just popping and locking in the middle of the night. Just sometimes they would just stop traffic just to show you how good their moves are. <laughs> and it's like, Hey, it's three in the morning. Get the fuck out. <laughs> crackheads for me. I don't know. I have like, um, I just really like the freedom and their carefree attitude. Uh, crackheads, not, not in the late stages of crack of crackhead, because the late stages of crackhead, they're just like debilitated, right? They're just walking around. They're looking crazy, but the early stage of crackhead, they're still enjoying life. (laughs) They're still free. They're still out and about. And if HGTV was, was realistic, because one thing I dislike about HGTV 
when it comes to renovating homes, because I went online to get ideas. Yeah, when they have too much in their system, they become that exactly. But early on, they're a lot of fun. They do the crate challenge for 10 bucks, right? Then they go viral. Ooh, shit, right? They're just fun. Uh, I've hung out. And they, and you know, when they can carry a conversation and they're still normal and the drugs haven't gotten to them at its fullest extent, they're actually pretty cool people. They don't care, right? But the, you know, one thing about HGTV that I was thinking about as I was watching, I was like, first of all, HGTV is a big lie because there's, where, where do they find these homes that they flip that are in the suburbs? You don't flip homes in the suburbs. When you flip a house, it's, it's always in the ghetto. You flip houses in the ghetto. You don't flip houses in the suburbs, but you just, you just sell a house. You don't flip it. How are you going to go to a $500,000 house and then you, you're going to what? Add a white picket fence and then now it's $500,000 and, and $1,000? <laughs> like when you flip a house, it's never in a good neighborhood. But for some reason, HGTV always has the perfect neighborhood for the perfect house for the perfect couple. I never believe any of that shit. If HGTV really wanted to document how to flip a house, it would be in the ghetto and they would be the, it wouldn't be like a Disney movie. HGTV looks like a Disney show, right? If you were to really go into the ghetto and flip a house, it would be more like training day. We flipping a house today, rookie. Stay strapped. You got all the tools, hammer, hammer chainsaw, nails, strap. <laughs> We cleaning this house in the nighttime. Get ready. Crackhead's looking through the window, you know, in the episodes and shit. Oh, that's just Jeremy, the local crackhead. You know, he's, he's fine. Hey, Jeremy. He's waving at the camera and shit. Hey. <laughs> People parking their cars in the front. Jeremy pointing at, at your own parking lot. <laughs> you can park right here, player. Right here, right here. Park right here. Give me a dollar. <laughs> I own this place. Not yet. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited for the uh, for the new uh, the new room. I uh, I think that streaming and I've said this before, man, I really think that the streaming platform is becoming like the virtual stage. And that's one thing that I really enjoy about stand up. You, you got to make it as free as possible. Right. Like, you don't you know, I don't got to wait for no comedy club, no booker. You just go on live. Talk to the both of you guys. And we have, we call it a night, right? And uh, I think this is really interesting to me. Um, and plus, you know, now that I'm living in this house, I don't got to worry about anyone else, right? No roommates. Uh, that's one thing I never, that's one other, you know what? Great segue. Let me get into this. Uh, roommates, when I, re I never had a roommate, but I've been to homes of people that have roommates. Uh, and I've, I've never really seen male roommates, but I've always seen female roommates. And, you know, ladies have the roommate game down pat. Uh, you know, I've seen a tutu with seven women living in there. Like, you know, clowns compact in one of those little cars. They just pop out, uh, ready to go to the nightclub. Seven of them living in the same place. And, uh, you know, they all take the balcony photo, right? Because they got to get a nice $2,500 a month apartment but it's seven people in that one apartment. They won't tell you that, all right? So when you go as a man, when you go to a woman's apartment, 
and uh, there's a lot of roommates there, it feels like you're walking into the bunny ranch. And uh, the only thing that sucks is that you only are sleeping with one while there's another five that you could have, but you can't now because they're seeing you walk in with Sarah. And so, you know, the other five are like, oh, well, you're Sarah's girl now. Right. Or sometimes they can even be cock blockers. I've been cock blocked many times by or attempted cock blocking by female roommates. You know, you walk in and be like, man, this is my roommate. This is Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? She doesn't even say hi. Like, you're going to fuck him? The Miami comedy guy. Sometimes they recognize me. The Miami comedy guy. You ain't going to fuck him, are you? Today's meme was whack. <laughs> At least fuck him when he posts something good, man. <laughs> oh, man. Milena says, uh, that's cool. What is your new look? What are you going for? I'm going for comfort. Uh, I'm going to get some lights. I'm going to organize this to look a little more studio. I'm going to get multi cameras. So I have like one side of the room to be one part of the show, another side of the room to be another part of the show. And then the green screen, whenever I, you know, so you're a part of the family of a family. So you're a part of a family. I don't, I don't know what you mean. Yes, but you're all family now. I'm good living alone. That's uh, funny though. Oh, yeah. Living alone. Living alone can be good, but sometimes, you know, you ever catch yourself doing crazy shit while you're alone? I have. Sometimes I'm just dancing butt ass naked to Sade. No need to ask. He's a smooth operator. And then you just look at yourself in the reflection of your window and realize that uh, your neighbors could easily be watching you and you're just they're like. Smooth operator. Uh, I, I really get in touch with my feminine side when I'm alone and naked. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know. I see myself naked and I just get, I just feel sexy, you know? How is that not fun? What, being alone and going crazy? Yeah, you sound like a crazy person already. The best part about going crazy is the fun. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I don't know. I've never seen male roommates, but I'm sure they exist, right? Just a bunch of dudes. Because when it's female roommates, you know, you walk in, it's a brothel, right? Feels like the bunny ranch. And I, I'm assuming whoever pays the most rent is like the mama bear and then has her own room, right? While everyone else sleeps in the balcony and on the bathrooms and shit. And, uh, you know, females, when it comes to like having an apartment that they share, it always looks like a grenade went off in the place. It just fucking closed everywhere. There's always a dog. <laughs> There's always a dog that they share. Some weird shit. Sub Jewel. Uh, Mario. Dedicated to the dedicated. Welcome. Yeah, so what's up with male roommates? Do they exist? Are they out there? Does it feel weird, ladies, when you walk in? Uh, you know, you go home with a guy and you walk in and he's got roommates, more than one, right? You're just walking in there and he's just there, uh, you know, looking at you, walking into his boy's room. He's licking his lips like a wolf and shit. I don't feel safe in here. I feel like a train is about to get run on me, so I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't like the fact that your uh, roommate is looking at me like that. I don't, uh, I don't do that. <laughs> right? You fucking just walk into the guy's house. They're rubbing his hands and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, uh, but I would hate to live with another guy. Uh, as a matter of fact, my cousin used to be part of a fraternity, and they had their own. You know, fraternities have this weird um, residential buildings that they live in. 
I went into one room out of all 60 rooms or whatever, how many were in this building. I just went into one room and there were bottles everywhere. It was a mess everywhere. There were dishes, pizza boxes, bottles, uh, Nintendo games. Um, that's when you know it's a red flag. When grown-ass man uh, has a, a Nintendo game with multiple controllers plugged in, it's like, dude, you're 28 years old. What are you doing? <laughs> so uh, I never would want to live with another guy. Will I live with another girl? Perhaps. You know, she's got to be tidy, tidier than me. And not to say that she's got to do the cleaning or none of that traditional shit. But the thing is, it's just, it kind of seems like people just gravitate towards being messy when there's someone living with them as to give them like some sort of passive aggressive, you do the dishes, fuck you. Because when you're living by yourself, it's like, I better do the dishes or I'm going to fuck my life up, right? But when you live with someone else, they're just like, hey, now you know what? I'm going to leave this right here. My roommate will take care of it. And then you both don't take care of it. And it's a stalemate. That thing is going to be there for the next three years. (laughs) But it's your turn to take the garbage out. Uh, Nintendo, walk away. Uh, Two guys living together equals a homeless, just, uh, just living carefree. Bro, that's one of my theories about having a roommate. My theory about having a roommate is like you're splitting the finances with somebody else. And that's a risk. That's a financial risk because if one of you guys don't have the rent, you're both homeless. You're both out in the streets. All right. Hey, man, rent's due. I got my 600. You got your 600? Uh, Look, man, you know, I'm going through hard times. I don't have your 600, bro. I guess we're homeless. Hey, Zimena, thank you. Shout out to Zimena. She got a badge. All right. Uh, you know, anything counts to the renovations, guys. You know, now I'm going to buy a spotlight. I'm going to buy cameras. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope I can get the, the room ready by November. I plan on relaunching the show in November. And uh, yeah. Wine Poppy says, now we're both getting Walmart carts. Yeah, we... We got to get our cars uh, pawned in and we both ride into Walmart. So yeah, uh, homeless, uh, yeah, homeless uh, roommates and um, HGTV. Okay, so let's get into this. As I'm renovating the, the studio, I, uh, I'm trying to find kind of like, uh, I'm trying to find different ways to kind of make this place look cool, right? Uh, but the thing is, you never really see anything cool on HGTV. So I've never watched any episode from HGTV. Uh, but everybody always says how addicting those shows are. So I went on YouTube and I started looking around. And, you know, like I was saying before, uh, any, everything I saw was not realistic. Everything had like the perfect scenario, the perfect home, the perfect budget, the perfect couple. And I'm just lifting floorboards and I'm already feeling like I want to quit. Like, yo, fuck this house, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to do none of this shit. Uh, and I don't know how these people are doing it with like a smile on their face. Like, hey, we're painting now. Doing all that, right? We're going to remove these floorboards and then we're going to add a refrigerator here. It's like, yeah, all right, first of all, no one's going to talk like that on camera when they're fixing a house. They're going to be like, oh my fucking God, there's so much work I got to do here. Mary, where's the flashlight? Can't stand this woman, right? That's a more realistic way of how HGTV should document people renovating a house. There's angry. I'm getting frustrated. We got to remove the tiles. 
These tiles are horrendous. Who the fuck lived here? Beep, 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 beep. Just beep after beep. Beep, 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 beep. Because you know, HGTV, you can't curse. <laughs> it's a family friendly show. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know, something you got to, and you got to put better plot lines. The plot lines are always the same on these HGTV shows. It's the same. We're, we just got married. We got $2 million in the bank and we're trying to find the perfect home. And then bing, 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 bing. Somebody playing the ukulele in the background. A real life plot that you can expect to be a reality would be like somebody uh, just got married. And then as soon as the house got built, she divorces him and gets half. <laughs> That's a more realistic story. Okay. A more realistic story is if the guy goes into a gentrified neighborhood to go flip a house, and then in the process, he smokes crack for the first time, and then now he's a crackhead. So then a house, uh, house hunters segues into becoming an episode of Intervention. We were just in the neighborhood trying to buy a house and flip it. <clears throat> and then Sam got addicted to crack, and now we got to get together and talk him out of it. I want to smoke my rocks in my man cave. I built this room for a reason. It's to get away from all you sober fucks ruining my high. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I fucking love last year. This is so much fun. Very accurate. What's up, Jay Carranza? All right. Let's bring it down, shall we? Um, <clears throat> yeah, renovating a home isn't as easy as it seems especially when you got to do the floors uh, when it's all wet. Thankfully, there weren't any bugs or roaches or any sort of like I, this thing was so wet. I thought I thought a snake was going to come out of this shit, right? Like I was like, for sure, there's a snake somewhere in here. And then I'm going to put my hand in and then I'm going to get bit and then I'm going to die uh, because I wanted a podcast studio. Like that would be a terrible way to die. <laughs> Man, he got bit by a snake trying to build a podcast studio. His two audiences will miss him dearly. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, let's stop the madness and sip some tea. Yeah, every once in a while, my voice. Because, you know, I got to get emotional. That's how the show gets good. You got you to put your heart and soul into it. But sometimes your heart and soul can be into it, but your throat won't. So I got some throat coat tea. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, so I got this makeshift uh, thing going on. And... Um, yeah, I, uh, I can already foresee what I'm going to do. So, yeah, this is an exciting new chapter. You know, 2022 is right around the corner. I figured I'd give you guys a show. Uh, you know, we still got, the, we still got the, uh, the live shows over at the bars. But then your boy is going to be going live virtually to do his version of stand-up because this is, this is it. This is, this is the absolute freedom for creators uh in the in the sta in the comedy space you know what i'm saying uh i don't have to wait for venue owners i don't have to wait for uh comedy club bookers i don't gotta wait for anyone else i just go live have my have my audience entertain you guys have my fun i write material i push i post memes it becomes this uh this whole new uh <laughs> this whole new world and uh it's exciting to kind of figure it out a lot of comedians don't want to do comedy this way but i think that we've got no choice especially with how direct we can connect to people you know what i mean 
Besides, you guys don't want to drive all the way to a, a show every single time to see your boy, right? Sometimes you're laying down in your tub, butt-ass naked, wishing that a comedy show is happening in front of you. Right? Like, oh, how I wish I can go see Manny live without me having to get dressed. <laughs> if only. And then, bam, notification on your phone. Manny is live. Oh, we're going to talk some shit with Manny. And then you put it on the, you put it on the chat. I want to talk some shit. And you know what's even better? The show's become a lot more interactive, right? Because you guys get to put your work or your part of the show or whatever you want to contribute on the chat. And then we're now having a conversation, shooting the shit together, huh? Now you don't got to sit back, get your two drink minimums. You can drink whatever the hell you want, all right? No waiter's going to come up. It's like, ma'am. You're going to have to order a drink. Um, I don't really feel like drinks. You got to have two drinks tonight in order to participate with the show. I don't drink alcohol. All right, get the fuck out. Security. You know what's even better? We don't need bouncers. We're the bouncer. Somebody starts acting up on the chat. Ban. Kick him out. Uh, I don't find this guy funny. At Block. <laughs> uh, that was very effective. Block. <laughs> We have full control. What's up, Amy? Oh, shit, Amy, how are you? Uh, Amy uh, was uh, somebody that used to come out to the shows. Where you been? Don't come out no more. I'm home, bitch. Yeah, exactly. And then when newer technology starts coming out, I get to show up in your living room like, a you know, virtually or maybe like a, like a holograph or something. You know, I'd make an entrance, right? If I show up in your living room, I got to make an entrance. I'm not just going to show up like Luke Skywalker coming, coming out of R2-D2. I got to come out. I want there to be a smoke show, right? Did you, <laughs> I'll probably talk to you before I go live. I'd be like, do you guys have your smoke machines ready? All right, on the count of three, turn them on. One, two, three. And then I just show up. My entrance only works if there's a smoke machine in the house. If you don't have a smoke machine, please do not participate on the live stream. There better be. What's up, sir, Edward? Gabriela Alvarez. Yeah, you know, one thing I've learned about myself during the pandemic, I'm really good at talking shit, right? A lot of streamers, in order for them to build content, they either got to do an interview or they got to play a game on the live stream in order to fill in the dead, the dead time. Not your boy. I can't stop. I won't stop. I just keep talking. It just keeps going. Then I make connections. And then you guys say something. Then I make those connections. And then bam, 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 bam. Next thing you know, 30 minutes passed, and it's time to go. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of today's stream. Thank you all so much for participating on another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. You know, this isn't a thing yet in comedy, right? You have to make this happen. I am making it happen. I've been making it happen. You were part of it when I started during the pandemic. I did it every day. And I started learning the riffing muscles, right? Now I got to go in the other side because I, I got to go past Miami. I got to go like, I got I to like perform in Germany virtually, perform in Russia virtually. Hell, I could probably even do these shows and just specifically target a location, right? It doesn't just have to be everybody at once. Be like, hey, uh, Russia, I'm going to be coming down to your city next week. 
Manny, Manny tours Russia. And then it's just me wearing like a Russia hat with the, with the star. <laughs> Manny, the Manny Garavito Russia tour. Me and a bear in the snow just. <laughs> Did you hear, man? He's going to be performing in Russia, virtually. Russia only. And then I probably started, like, defending America. I was like, guys, can you please stop hacking us? Please. And then I get hacked. Right? Then Russia hacks me. You know? Mm-hmm. Here's Star, what's up? Famous Amos 52. Uh, well, I love you too, Melina. Thank you. The Mandy Garavito Safari Tour. <laughs> if you're on the southern part of Africa where the desert is, make sure you're around the hotspot because Manny's going to be performing virtually in your location only. And then I start riffing on hunting animals and shit. Hey, you ever watched a lion eating, uh, eating a wild boar? And then that wild boar is just there squealing, be like, yo, shut the fuck up and let the lion eat peacefully, man. <laughs> You ever seen a lion bite a boar so hard his ball starts shivering? You know what? You know what, guys? I think I'm on to something here. I, I think doing specific, <laughs> I think doing specific virtual shows in locations and uh, making fun of those locations only, <laughs> I think that would be a very interesting way to do comedy, right? You just, you just say you're going to do a show in a specific place, and then all you're doing is talking shit about that place. <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing in Amsterdam? We smoking weed? Huh? The Manny Garavito 420 tour, streaming live only in California, Seattle, and Amsterdam. <laughs> Smoking weed on camera. Instagram has blocked your live feed. Uh uh-uh, uh, Instagram, I'm doing it in legal states only. Uh, excuse me. I'm from Alabama and marijuana is still illegal. Block. Get them the fuck out. We want legal weed smokers here only. That's going to be the name of the tour. Manny, Garav- Manny Garavito's legal weed smoking tour. This is me holding a joint. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> is that a new tattoo on your left arm no it's the same one uh i just started wearing more t-shirts now uh m- bro you know what uh immaculate my button shirts don't fit me anymore uh what's up diane how are you my shirts don't fit me anymore uh my chest has gotten wider got a little more of a belly but not a big belly like just uh i'm just getting wider you know if you look at my videos before I was a little thinner. Now I'm a little more swole, right? Your boy's getting some muscle. Look at that. Mm, that's why I'm a handyman now. That's why I'm out here breaking wood in the floor. I got the strength for it now. Oh, you should see me. Oh, you know what? It, I don't have the body for it yet. I'm almost there. But eventually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing live streams shirtless. And then every time the ladies put in like the badges or whatever, the, the stars or whatever, Every time the ladies get some, I'm just going to take an article of clothing off and then cover myself in baby oil. They're like, five more stars, ladies, and I'm going to cover this chest hair with baby oil. <laughs> you want calves? I got calves, baby. Five foot six, 
strong calves because I'm closer to the ground and the gravity's fucking me up. <laughs> All right, we're done. Let me get out of here. Guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'm going to consider going live again tomorrow because I'm still kind of feeling out if I should do uh, Friday and Saturday or Friday or Saturday, uh, maybe even like uh, daytime, you know, maybe something. Right. So uh, we're, this, we're still in beta. I'm relaunching it. Hopefully we'll get everything done by November. Thank you, Famous Famous. Thank you, everybody. I'm glad you enjoyed it. This was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Make sure you tune in, uh, to the podcast, subscribe or join the group, miamicomedy.com slash group. And then that way you'll be up to date on when I'm going to go live. Or if you want to come up with topic ideas or help me come up with anything at all for the show, as I'm building, you know, miamicomedy.com slash group. Bye everybody. Have a good night.